It's Thursday, October 25th, 2018, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 240, The Dark Inmates of Karkham Asylum. Runtime for this episode is 46 minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that always starts in an asylum. My name is Jeremy. I only recently broke out. I'm Tyler. Hello. My name is Zach. That's how he answers the phone for people who don't get the joke. (laughs) Every single time. You'll just be playing D&D. You'll be like, all right, roll for a niche. Hello. Are you just expected to be called by Batman at some point? (laughs) You're you're ready if it ever happens. I got to keep, I got to make sure I stay in practice. And then to be entirely fair, I kind of screw that up. It's usually a little bit deeper and uh, more... uh, angry than that i was driving him here today and he answered the phone and i had to try real hard not to just bust out laughing as he answered the phone i didn't think i answered the phone like that today you did it was it was exactly like the one you just did <laughs> like just imagine harry dresden hasn't had coffee yet and that's how zach answers the phone actually i'm pretty sure harry dresden answers the phone without coffee more happy than i do <laughs> yeah because usually it's someone who wants him to risk his life for money that is true i mean that's my favorite thing so, Zach, what have you been risking your life for in video games? Whoa, I made whoa, 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 let's go back a sec. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Mostly because recently, and by recently I mean the past few months, yeah, you've been starting by saying we played this game this week. Oh, yeah, we played Twisted Metal Black. I didn't want to tell you about it because it's bad. Yeah, now that entire <laughs> conversation has to be capped due to the way you introduce it. So. Yeah, I know. Look, I edit these. I know what I'm doing, <laughs> kind of. It's uh, weird to record a podcast that someone else edits and like I just stop recording and like I go up to my room and I don't have to start editing it right away. I feel like I should. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I have to listen to these podcasts is I have to determine just how stupid the editors made me look. Uh, you know, I actually generally edit yeah. in your favor. I was just say I always try to make you sound smarter. It's so hard. I'm not sure how to take that because that means I still sound really stupid half the time. So what have you been playing with, stupid? Just, when did that happen? We have to pause the podcast because cat poop. Be I, back soon. So I've been uh, still playing a lot of uh, Monster Hunter World. I actually ended up being the first guy to beat Xenojiva, the big boss monster of the game. So Sephiroth's mom? That's Jehovah. Or Genova. <laughs> Genova. Not Yahweh. Jehovah. That's Yahweh. <laughs> Xenojiva is kind of a fun fun little fight because although it takes a while a fun little fight with the final boss yes well i mean the i didn't know it at the time but the first stage you can actually knock down a whole bunch of pillars on him and that's kind of how you're supposed to do that fight and pretty much every fight's fun with the uh, insect glaive like because they're constantly launching through the air like some sort of ninja yes the one of the stages like i was just I killed him using the actual kinsec because he gets up and flies away and is kind of hard to hit. So I was just pelting him with the kinsec. At one point, me and Kevin actually did the fight and my internet decided that it wasn't going to be participating anymore. So I had to kill Xenojiva alone with twice as much HP. Oh yeah, I was going to ask if it scales challenges up it with scale- multiple players. It scales the challenges up, gives them a little bit more damage and I think twice as much HP. But if somebody drops, it doesn't drop the challenge rating for the amount of people that are still in the fight. Gotcha. As opposed to, what was the name of that one game that's like Baldur's Gate? Diablo. Diablo. Thank you, yes. Which does do that dynamically. Yeah, but it doesn't. So if somebody drops 
tough luck. And honestly, I found that the hardest monster, at least for me in the game, to fight is the Black Diablos because the damn thing's so fast. And it has a lot of weird patterns and stuff to it, so it makes it real tricky to go up against. Kind of annoying. My problem with a lot of the boss patterns is that none of them really allow you to get off a full combo. I mean, some of them do. But there's like one attack that they'll do that allows you to actually follow up with a full combo. That's one of the reasons why I like the... Uh... Insect Blade. I spend most of it above them doing all the combos I want. <laughs> and they can't hit you up in there anyway. I think that's why Lance is so popular, is because you just sit there and go poke, poke, poke. You don't have a combo, you're just poking them. You're, you're just a little bug, basically. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's still a fun game. I've started to slow down a bit more on it, but that's because I played a, a lot of it when I first got my hands on it, so... No, I mean, it's a great game. I sincerely lament that i have not had time to play online with you guys very much or i guess some combination of time and energy i've also started to slow down on it but the Mega Man event is next weekend so i'm at least gonna get into dress up my palico like Mega Man. oh I'm, it looks pretty bitchin yeah i'm probably gonna play a bit of that so that i can get the palico armor for that but there's a lot of other stuff that's currently going on and other stuff that i'm hoping to get started and work through i've got a whole bunch of games that are just kicking around that i want to get started i, I want to play Steins Gate still. I've got a bunch of PS4 games I want to play. So. It is getting to be gaming season. Yeah, I realize that I never finished Disgaea. There's this whole thing where, like, I got a new girlfriend and then my life just got destroyed for a while. I'm like, oh yeah, I was in the middle of Disgaea. Instead of playing that, I should play five million other games. And I want to uh, at least try going in a again and playing Dark Souls some more. Although I might be in a weird spot of the game. I may not actually supposed to be where I am right now. Did you sequence break, Zach? Might have by accident, but that the way that game works, it's very um kind of open-ended. You can go pretty much wherever. So yeah, I'm playing, still playing a bunch of Monster Hunter and starting to peter out a little bit on it. I'm still playing some MechWarrior Online. The Champion's coming out next week, and I'm just like, eh, whatever. Is that your least favorite mech? It's not. I feel like I've heard you deride the Champion before, and I did not hear you, you probably talk have about one. random mechs very often. When it was announced... My main problem with the champion is it's over-engined and under-armored. But what about its queen variant? What? No. Oh, it, it... <laughs> yeah, isn't there a queen movie coming out soon? It looks good. I was thinking about that, but yes. At least to me, it's not very interesting, although I'm not sure what else you'd probably pick for that. But the one that is probably my least favorite is the champion or and or champion with hat that's coming out later. So Is that the cowboy? Huh? With hat. Is or no, sorry, I said, I said champion, didn't I? Charger and Charger with hat. Oh, okay. So really quick, I was curious how much Monster Hunter you've actually played. According to Seam, 122 hours. That sounds about right. I was going to say, I might my, I might be at 127 hours. So about a tenth of the time that we devoted to Payday. My Payday's more than that, but I don't think it's that much more. No, you're only at 400. I'm at well over a thousand hours on Payday. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You really got into that game. I like running stealth. I don't, which is probably why all the levels started to feel very samey, which is one of the reasons why I stopped playing it. They did a much better job differentiating them later. Apparently, it is ridiculous now. They have a much larger variety of maps. Like, once they bought themselves back, apparently they just went hog wild with a bunch of concept maps they've been wanting to do. So, that's hmm. cool. I haven't played since, but... I haven't either. What else have you been playing, Noisy? Like I said, a lot of MechWarrior Online still. And that's... I played some FTL. Oh, actually. did you win? I did, and I, well, I won one of the games I played. I played with the, uh, well, I guess the one game I actually tried to win, I did. I was using the Federation Cruiser Model A. You know, the one that has the artillery beam on it? Yeah, the one that has the auto-fire artillery. Yeah. Yeah. I actually won that one 
I don't remember what all lasers I had. I had like two banks of actual lasers and like another beam weapon on top of the artillery beam. I found I like having like a full crew because I like having all the people that are designated to be on specific stations. Yep. Like weapons, piloting, engines, and shields. And then I like having a squad of people whose entire job is to do damage control. Yeah. No, I usually have one guy who's uh, on security doors unless there's a fire or something, which like I like him to be a rock. So that he can go around and just take care of random stuff. I like having one NG who usually mans shields and also goes around and fixes stuff. And then a boarding crew. Everyone else is boarding crew. <laughs> I don't use a lot of boarding, so boarding isn't really something I pay a whole lot of attention to. But I like having that crew of damage control slash anti-boarding crew. Which is what I, and also, yeah, so it's usually what I'm using them for. One day, if we can manage to get together for a game day, we should play Artemis. Yeah, and again. For that. Well, yeah, they put out a new version a while ago that added a bunch of content to it, so it's a bit more of a game now than it used to be. I could probably do that on my iPad at this point, but my iPad's kind of old and kind of terrible, so. There's also the VR Star Trek Bridge Simulator, but apparently you each need an individual console for that. Yeah, I think you all need VR headsets, and there's a lot to that. I like the concept behind Artemis, that's for sure, but I I like those kind of co-op games where everybody's working together to f- get to the same goal but i just like bossing people around and telling <laughs> them to fire the low end grin yeah i know you like bossing everybody around that's why you're the moderator of this podcast gundam seed themed artemis in a second <laughs> did you really Ed, have to ask Laga? that question <laughs> we sent off ed in his own little ship <laughs> with like gun- i mean historically that's what ed and i do yes, is exactly. i man mines not weapons mines <laughs> and he mans warp i'm not really sure because it's not piloting so much as it's pressing the guns button artemis is kind of fun i haven't been playing it though but yeah like i said played a little bit of ftl still fun game pretty old on the terms of this podcast though i know i really want to pick up into the breach sometime but like every time i see it i'm like ah do i really have time for that instead i'll just buy final fantasy Uh, yeah (laughs) so have you been playing a whole lot of final fantasy tyler not on this episode spoilers for next episode (laughs) i have a similar story what have you been playing tyler besides clean up all the cat poop while zach and i laugh (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a fun i thought that was a fun game didn't you jeremy yeah oh i liked my role i've gotten pretty consistent about beating gungeon so that's kind of nice and you know what? I decided that I didn't need just one roguelike in my life, so I picked up another one. Didn't Kevin... you already have more than one? Because you also had Rogue Legacy? Well, yeah, but I wasn't playing that actively. One roguelike that I am actively playing in addition to my other roguelike. <laughs> they're, they're sufficiently different that I can just swap back and forth between them. And that other one is Dead Souls, which Kevin talked about a while ago. And man, it's great. Imagine 2D Dead Souls, but also Metroidvania. Yes, Dead Souls. The Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. 2D Dark Souls, but slightly more cartoony? I don't know. It's got, like, a weird sense of humor to it, which is kind of nice. But, I don't know, basically it's a Metroidvania with a couple of progressing levels and occasional bosses. I am not great at it. I'm also not terrible. I keep forgetting to, like, parry when I should parry. Like, you can only carry two weapons at a time, and the answer is always carry a shield. But sometimes I'm like, nah, I don't need a shield. I'll just take a ranged weapon and a melee weapon. That's fine, right? And then I get to a bunch of enemies that you can really only deal with by parrying, because dodge rolls only take you so far, and uh, then I die. And that's the story of that game. The correct answer is have five million traps, just set them up somewhere and let them do their thing, and then walk away and come back when everything's dead. 
automation is uh, not a bad idea in any game. Yeah, it, so, like, just turn it into a tower defense game? That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. It turns out the game is secretly a tower defense. <laughs> so every time you find a power-up scroll, which are just randomly scattered throughout various levels, you can choose to upgrade your brutality, your tactics, or your recovery. In addition to having various skills associated with each of them, every single item you can pick up has a mixture of up to two of each of these three traits. And inevitably, you just want a million tactics points because all your traps are tactics. And then you can just huck them on the ground. And then every time you get into a boss fight, you just hold your shield up the entire time and let your traps do everything. Yippee. Yeah, no, I say that. It's actually way more time efficient to hit it with a sword or something. But a lot of them have modifiers like apply bleed. So then you have a trap that applies bleed and then you have a sword that does extra damage to bleeding targets. And then when they die, worms pop out of them and start attacking your enemies. I know there are a lot of weird status effects in this game, like worms. Okay, is that the thing you apply to them when you want to make them run around rubbing their ass on the carpet? Yes, actually. Or when you want them to just shoot each other with bazookas and bananas and holy hand grenades. And sheep. Don't forget the sheep. Mostly, I've been waffling back and forth between Gungeon and Dead Souls. Dead Soul? Yes, that is the name of the game. I had to think about it. Because Dead Cells? <laughs> yeah, oh no, damn it, I screwed up again. Yes, Dead Cells. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've played recently. Oh yeah, I bought the new Mario Party. It's not as good as everyone says. It's better than the last couple have been. But is that really a high bar to jump? No, it's not. Like, Mario Party's never been my favorite game. Like, it's a cool way to kill time if you don't, like, you got a diverse group of people and they can't agree on a game. Like, you can agree on Mario Party for at least an hour. I should bring my Switch, because I would like to see the dual-screen minigames. Oh, I didn't know any of those existed. Yes. I know there's one that's like a tank battle, and you orient the two Switches to decide what the terrain will be like. Oh, that's cool. That sounds pretty good. Um, I feel like your options are L and T, but... <laughs> well, you could maybe do... Or, I guess, I. Yeah, or like... Kind, you kind could do of like offset. an N. With two... Or V. Like, I guess more like a mountain. I feel like that would just be an L tilted, but I see what you're saying, yeah. I don't know, that sounds like a cool setup. I know there are a couple actually pretty decent minigames in there, but a lot of them are just reskins of things you've already seen. Boards aren't super interesting, but I haven't unlocked any of them yet. The mechanic I really like is that each individual character has, like, customized dice blocks. Like, I feel like they're pretty well balanced, like, they all average about two or three or four on their roll. But, like, Waluigi has one that's one, three, five, five, seven, and also, you don't move and lose three coins, is one of the things you can roll. It has interesting effects. Like, if you want to roll either a one or a five, then I think Paratroopa's your man. I forget which one. I don't know. They're mildly amusing. I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say about them. Oh, no. It adds an a layer of tactics to what is otherwise not a particularly tactical game. Gives you options. Yes. You have two different things to choose from which at bare minimum at each turn. Which, frankly, is something that Mario Party sorely needed, because the only other way you could get that otherwise is by either looking into or buying items, which you can still do. So... That game hated Ed with a burning passion. I'm not a fan of Mario Party to begin with. Like, I I really don't like the random elements to it. So it's like, I, it's another one. I'm surprised that franchise still exists. Yeah, but like, so at the same I. time, Well, at the same time, like, I say I'm surprised, but it's also a franchise, like you said. It's real easy for a diverse group of people, probably drunk, to play Mario Party or a group of people that has, like, a couple of people who might play games and a bunch of people who don't, but they all still want to do an activity together. I feel like a better answer usually, though, is Mario Kart. Yes, yeah, which so exists on the same console. Exactly. But... Oh, no, Mario Party is one of those things I'm still a little surprised exists. Sometimes I'm really in the mood for it, but not. I think Mario Party is probably easier to pick up than Mario Kart because you have somebody who actually 
plays video games and plays Mario Kart more than somebody who doesn't. Yeah, they're still going to, yeah, they're going to still crush the other guy, but Mario Party has enough random elements built into it that the person who isn't good at video games can still have fun. You know, you say that, but if you're good at video games, you'll just dominate all the mini games because that always happens. I feel like that's harder in this one and just because the rewards are more even for mini games. Yeah, because a little bit. Because in the bit. previous one, only the winners got coins. In this one, everyone gets coins. Except and you don't the loser. Get, yes. The, the you, biggest loser. And you don't get many coins, but stars only cost 10 now, so... Yeah, it's, it, a, it's just, I feel like the game has been made way less swingy, but not less swingy enough for it not to be random, <laughs> and I don't understand that choice. As long as Bowser Communism still exists, I still have a chance. It does. It's now more of a, hey, give 10 coins to the player with the fewest, instead of a, I take them all and distribute them communistically. Actually, but, what happened during our game is everyone now has the number of coins equal to the least amount that a player has. <laughs> so it's like communism except bowser is the czar so <laughs> oh that was so much fun anything else tyler i think that's it i don't know i've been playing a thing in smash where i either play five rounds as ganon or until i lose mostly to limit the amount of time that i spend playing that game and i just keep going five rounds as ganon <laughs> so like i picked him up accidentally and now he's one of my mains and i just wanted to play him because i'm like I'm crap as Ganon, but he's fun to play, and now I'm good at him, and I don't understand what happened. Like I said last time you brought this up, he's a completely different character in the next one. Yep. Which I'm kind of excited about. Oh no, I'm actually... Well, I guess I'm always looking forward to the next Smash game, but I'm looking forward to Smash Ultimate. It's close. Yeah, 50 days, apparently. Someone counted for me. It was not me. I'm going to be an Isabel main. I'm going to be a Belmont main. I haven't decided which one yet. I mean, clearly Richter. He's anime. Look at him. You're Although right. Simon does have better hair. <laughs> <laughs> he has 80s metal hair. Exactly. <laughs> I really want Maria to be an alternate skin for Richter. Oh, please. I, I just want Maria to be there. <laughs> just be there. Like, not even do anything. She's just, like, in the background of the stage he's on. Will he get his own stage being an Echo? Um, probably not. And also, they put so much work into that Castlevania stage that they showed off. I don't think they need to. That's fair. In related news, Let's Go comes out soon. I know. Soon I'm not ready. You're not ready? <laughs> Well, you know, we tried to play Gen 4 together a while ago. And completely failed. That's why I'm not ready. Uh, No, I was going to say, but this one's coming out, and maybe I will actually play some PokeGo, but not. It's (laughs) it's not Pokemon Go. Oh, speaking of Pokemon Go, 4chan came out. Oh, 4th Gen. I thought you said 4chan. I'm like, Yeah, 4chan, you know, that one Pokemon. Well, what have you been up to, Jeremy, since it's not Pokemon Gen 4? I played Launch a New Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's happened since the last time we recorded. Yes. Wow, yeah. How are you liking the process behind that right now? Oh, the process is great. Uh, okay. The problem is the podcast is too long and we have no time to edit it because of the setup we have. But it's Jumpstart Weekly. You can find it on our website, www.lastpodcast.com. There are three episodes out when this goes up. One on the original Dragon Ball, one on One Piece, and one on Bleach. Yes, I haven't listened to the One Piece one yet. I will listen to the Dragon Ball one. And then I decided I have to awkwardly listen to this podcast that my friends record. You this have is- to. Well, no, I do, because I liked it. So now I'm going to listen to you guys, but it's weird because, I, like, I know you? I don't listen to our other podcasts because I, don't, I record them. I yeah, don't so. find it weird. I've been listening to yeah, this yeah, podcast. You're the only one who listens to the podcast, though. <laughs> what? Of the people who record our podcast regularly, you are the only one who listens to it, because Jerem and I both edited it. I don't edit it, and I have to find out, like I said, how stupid you made me sound. Also, we're reading Stone and Jump, because that's the best deal in comics right now. Yeah, 99 cents for that? 
99 cents for 200 pages of comics. That's insane. Is it in, is it in print it's or digital is it only, digital? But Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. No, Still, you could not do that in print. Like, the paper that, would cost too much. Well, that's yeah, what I, I was wondering. I'm like, how do they make money on that? That's why I had to ask. So it's digital. Where are you? Is it, is there I get a website? it at Comixology. Uh, you can also get it on their website, or I know Kevin uses an Android app for it. Also, you can subscribe for 25 bucks a year, and you get one every month. And you also get three Yu-Gi-Oh cards throughout the year. <laughs> <laughs> so for It's 99 cents. Well, it's Jump Star Weekly. Weekly. Okay, so Shonen Jump comes out weekly. Yes. Yes. So it's basically half price if you do a year. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense, because my immediate reaction is, wait, you pay more if you go for a year? Yeah, because Jeremy said every month, I but did. It's I meant week. to say every week. I tried real hard to say week, but I didn't. Plus, it's got Food Wars, and I've read three chapters of Food Wars, and it turns out that's the best thing any human being made. <laughs> so, definitely, if you're ever considering watching the anime, do. I, I am considering it. The art is less good overall, but they still nail the actual food, and also a foodgasm explosion clothes. I don't... <laughs> I, I have heard that. That's the thing I'd heard about Food Wars. No one told me how good the art was, and that... It had angry people that were chibi little girls with volcanoes in the background. Yes. Also, his dad has anger. a mysterious cooking past. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, it's been, uh, where I am right now, that's been gone into a little it's, bit. It's actually like a lot of shonen are very similar, right? This is actually almost identical to Bleach, <laughs> except it's food instead of killing. S- and also, it's good. I mean, early Bleach is pretty good. Yeah, early Bleach is fine. Yeah, I mean, that's why Bleach got syndicated, right? Is because early Bleach was badass, and they're like, I don't know, a tournament arc? I don't (laughs) I'm kind of curious to watch the Netflix live-action movie, but at the same time, I'm afraid to do that. You know, I saw an ad for it, I'm like, this doesn't look horrible. That was my first thought, because I was was browsing through Netflix, because- Is it based on the early stuff, or the Soul Society stuff? It's the early early stuff. stuff. No, it looks like it's basically him becoming a Soul Reaper, except Kingfisher is, like, the big bad- I was looking for something to watch on Netflix because that was when YouTube went down. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I, I was looking for something to watch and I came across this Bleach live action thing and and you know how Netflix will start auto-playing stuff and I'm just like, what the hell is this? And then I didn't watch it, I can't remember. I think I went and watched some Roroni Kenshin instead because that's on Netflix. Not a bad choice. I mean, not a great choice, but not a bad choice. Remember when we thought Roroni Kenshin was just like the coolest show, and by that I mean I yeah, thought that. Yeah, you thought that. I oh, never I'm did. I'm a Kakaru Ryu Harameki. I'm sorry, That's what? That's Kenshin's ultimate attack. Bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Do you know? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, what is the name of Hiei's dra- Dragon of the Darkness Flame? Yeah, no, I'm trying to think what the actual Japanese name is. It translates it's like literally- like Black Destruction Dragon? It's Tyrant Immolation Wave. Yes, that's it. Tyrant is, Immolation Wave. I'm just trying to remember the Japanese words for that. But yes, Tyrant Immolation Wave is the best goddamn name. And why don't they just call it that? Also, oh, that's what I finished doing. I listened to all of Sequinox. I was going to say, how did you like that? I very much enjoyed it. So the other thing I've been playing is Marvel's Spider-Man. They, uh, you actually started playing that? I'm trying to. It's been hard to get into. But I got through the tutorial and through the first mission, which is to reestablish a police surveillance network. That feels a little weird. That a vigilante <laughs> is doing that? No, no, the police call. You have a police contact. And she's like, our totalitarian system is down, Spider-Man. We need you to fix it. And like, Spider-Man's like, oh, man, that's what I used to put all the markers on the map so I can find all the side stuff. I better get it back up and running. I've heard there wasn't a lot of game in that game, but it's a beautiful tech demo. 
So uh, there is some really cool tech stuff. Like probably my favorite. This isn't even a tech thing. It's just a budget thing. Is that the actor for Spider Man did two versions of all of his like phone call lines. So there's one where he's like, "Hey Mary Jane, what's up?" And one is like, "Hey Mary Jane." what's up which will happen if you're like web swinging or fighting and she calls (laughs) and that's pretty good that is a nice touch so your character doesn't sound the same as every whenever he does anything okay so i had this random shower thought the other day related specifically to spider-man okay and also batman i guess by proxy um, but there is a superpower that every Vigilante by Night superhero has that they never mention, and that's the ability to operate for weeks without proper sleep. Oh, that comes time. up a lot in Batman. Oh, does it? Depending on the writer. Okay. I was uh, gonna... Grant Morrison invented crime-solving micro-sleeps, where he'll sleep for a second every, all the time when he doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> he'll just, he'll just uh, do a sleep for a second, and eventually that adds up to enough sleep for Batman. <laughs> that, is, that, that is not how the human body works. No, it is not. Uh, also, uh, Bane's whole plan was to make Batman real tired so he could beat him up. Oh, that's fair. Uh, no, I was going to say I was willing to write Batman off specifically because he's rich. He can sleep during the day, I guess, and then just show up to a board and meeting. That was the idea. Is like in Batman Begins, he's always waking up at like three New in the afternoon. Or, yeah. But like Peter Parker has a day job, right? That he's frequently late to, and like that's his whole deal. That's fair. The, no. Like Spider-Man's whole deal is he cannot keep his personal life together although speaking of that that's one of the reasons i had such trouble getting into this game as i said the first thing you do is go restore a police surveillance network the actual first thing you do is go to your day job and play pipe dream like you're doing bioshock in order to do science really (laughs) really it's like oh man i just took down the kingpin time to play some pipe dream (laughs) wow what what is his day job in this one he works for Otto octavius making um okay prosthetics they're like trying to invent a new prosthetic I bet you can't tell where that's going. Nope, not at all. He's going to have eight prosthetic legs. <laughs> <laughs> so re- really quick to finish my tangent, I was going to say, if the sleep deprivation does actually catch up with them, that explains a bunch of terrible decisions that superheroes yeah. make regularly because they're all sleep deprived. That's definitely a Batman thing. Also, there have been multiple very important Spider-Man stories where he has a cold or is like exhausted because of all the spider manning he's been doing and... Okay, well, clearly I just don't know about the comic book universe. I mean, well, so. recently it's been much more... The way you describe it. Because those stories have been done, and they're not really interested in retreading that. No, that's fair. I get that. And in a lot of them, it's just not... It's not the interesting story to put that kind of thing in. You're reading these kind of comic books for escapism, not to read about how they're just as tired as you are because you had to work late. I mean, if you're reading Spider-Man, you are are reading it because his boss hates him like your boss hates (laughs) you, and he can't make his rent, and he keeps selling his marriage to the devil, you know, like comic book readers do. The devil is World of Warcraft. So speaking of selling your marriage to the devil, we played (laughs) Twisted Metal Black this week. Surprisingly relevant transition. (laughs) But it's not the devil, it's Calypso. Yeah, what's his deal? He's got a weird eye? He's the devil. Oh, okay. Maybe he might also just be a genie who got freed from his lamp and this is how he spends his free time now. He has a very impish look to him. I believe he's an imp in human clothing. The story's not great. No, you start by selecting a character, but you don't really see the character, you just see their car, which I guess makes sense. Well, you can see the character as well. Depending on the one. Like, I did not know the truck was driven by a weird doll lady in an iron mask. (laughs) You know what? She's a plot-important character that shows up in multiple games in this series. I believe that. I did make the mistake of starting with a character named Mr. Grimm, but that's just because they all look kind of samey, and he was at least Punisher skull mask looking. Yeah, they're all kind of grimdark, which is Yeah, they all look very similar. They all have very similar plot lines about how they came and were living in Karkham Asylum. Karkham Asylum. (laughs) 
Okay, so a really quick overview of this series. Twisted Metal was historically known for having ridiculous... Like, imagine Mega Man Legends, that entire color palette and that blocky stuff, except it's all vehicle combat. And that's what Twisted Metal was for a long time. That's why the main character of this series is a demonic clown driving an ice cream truck. And then Twisted Metal 3 didn't do super great, um, and it was generally reviled, is maybe the better word, but maybe too strong, as the worst game in the franchise. And then Twisted Metal 4 was, like, not great, and they tried to add some RPG elements, and they're like, you know what? It's the 2000s. Evanescence is really big right now. Evanescence is big. Uh, Gears of War is going to come out soon. <laughs> Let's give this a grim, dark reboot. And then we got Twisted Metal Black, which is now generally considered the worst game in the series. Although at the time it was reviewed very well. Yes. I looked at the reviews and was perplexed. Yeah, and see, we as a society... Went well, through g- game reviews are useless. Yeah, exactly. Also that. I was going to say, we as a society went through a time where everyone wanted some grimdark, and then we're like, oh no, gunmetal gray-brown is a terrible color palette. Can we please get primary colors again? Wait, gray-brown and muzzle flash aren't the primary colors? No, no they were in the <laughs> 2000s. They were, yeah, that's uh, for a brief period of time we passed through an alternate universe where those are the primary colors. Oh, okay, that makes All a lot of sense. All light was made well, out of it's muzzle. It's like, we used to be black and white, and then we got like sepia tone. <laughs> and then we got too much color in the 50s so we dialed it back we were, had a nice sweet spot in the 90s and very early 2000s and then we transitioned to the muzzle flash brown and gun metal gray so all that footage of the uh the world war ii that actually was the whole world was just black and white at the time yeah yeah oh, no no it was sepia tone on camera you can only get one less color that's in the real world at all times yeah that's canonical <laughs> ah, okay okay they released Twisted Metal Black, and oh god, I don't know why this is the one that they picked to put on the PlayStation 4. You know, they actually have the remake of Twisted Metal that's just called Twisted Metal. That's also grimdark all the time. What's weird is that there was a period of time in between these two games, between Twisted Metal Black and Twisted Metal, the second reboot you need, where they went back to being all colorful and stuff again, and everyone's like, oh yes, this is great again, and then they were like, you know what, more grimdark. When we booted this game up and started playing it, when I boot up the first couple of, like, plot lines the storylines my immediate thought was after the second one was how did you guys make 40k seem cuddly this is just so boring though is my problem with it every single character's story is they're locked up and definitely not arkham asylum the devil shows up and is like hey do you want revenge and like <laughs> yeah i definitely want to murder this guy and or these guys and he's like well if you join my car tournament <laughs> and you win i'll let you get revenge Oh, I should I should also mention that previously to Twisted Metal Black, almost everyone was a supernatural wizard. I'm sorry, a supernatural car wizard. Like the characters in Fast and Furious. Exactly, yes, yeah, so a supernatural car wizard. Actually, they're just playing a uh, Fast and Furious tabletop game where they have like specific car-related traits. Oh, oh, and they're so high level now. That's why it's totally... That's why that the first one, it's it. just they had NOS, but now... Ah, yeah, Yeah, okay. no, it makes a lot of sense. Now pretty, they can fight submarines. Yeah, pretty soon they're going to be fighting extraplanar <laughs> like, like, cars. Submarine is the only like CR-18 <laughs> monster in the past. And, okay, yes. And that also, explains everything. And also a Taraskew, except with wheels instead of legs. <laughs> Look, that would be rad. Yeah, I know. The, the Taraskew? Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> Come on, how did you uh, not see that one? No, I should have seen that. That was very good. <laughs> what I'm hearing is we should be in charge of Twisted Metal. Yes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the car rescue. If you kill it, you get a wish. Oh, it's perfect. Actually, isn't the Taraskew only killable by a wish? Yes. Okay. 
Okay, you but, can imprison it too. That doesn't kill it, obviously, but the spell imprison does work on it if it's at zero hit points. Also, Tarasque or Tarask? I've it, always said Tarasque. I'm pretty sure it's Tarasque. Oh, see, I always picked that. I picked up Tarasque from you. Um, uh, that's where I got it from as well. But I think uh, he's be- right. That's because in StarCraft, the special Hydra or Ultralisk is a reference to the Tarask, but it's spelled with a Q U E. So gotcha. that's how I always read it there and then when i met tarask later in my life i was like oh clearly they're supposed to be the same thing so gotcha so in this with twisted metal black they decided they wanted to make a grim dark did so and in doing so lost a lot of character out of the game yeah and i think that's one of the reasons that people really liked the original games is that they were colorful goofy like they were basically just the battle mode in mario kart but with like better mechanics what we were talking about it off the off the podcast i mean this is going to come up again later when we're doing nothing that's one of the reasons why I like Vigilante 8 so much. It's colorful, it's kooky, it's really funny and just quirky on its own, whereas this one is just like, grrr, I hate everything. And that would be okay if the gameplay was okay, and then you just had to kind of ignore the bad story. But the gameplay is just really bad. For one thing, it's incredibly unpolished. The thing that really gets to me is any Mario Kart game. How does a Mario Kart race start? Um, you got the countdown? And yeah, well, for, you... first you see like an everybody trap, but then you get like you like zoom out. You have a music sting. You get the countdown of three, two, one, go, and then you start. How does a match of twisted metal black start? You're usually with something exploding. You're, not even something exploding. It's just you're there now. Yeah, like, go. There's not even a thing that says go. It's just like the level loaded and you're there now. Yeah, yeah. There, there isn't it's, that transition. It, it, it's entirely abrupt and feels always awkward to me, even when I'm like waiting for it. The other thing is that all the weapons do very little damage, which just robs it of any of the fun factor. Nothing feels arcadey. None of the weapons feel powerful because you just hit and you take off a little chunk of HP. You start with default machine guns that are basically worthless. The Vulcans and Gundam are far more powerful than these <laughs> puny little machine yeah, guns. And so picking up the machine gun buff, which is only for is 30 com- shots and is even more useless because of that. Uh, also, you start with a couple missiles and some homing missiles, but even those do just like maybe a tenth, probably not even that, of an enemy's HP. And because you're driving around going by very fast, you can't really focus fire on anyone. So it's just this real war of attrition. Especially because the map, they're pretty big, and there isn't an actual like map indicator to tell you kind of where you are in relation to everybody else, so it makes it really difficult to track anybody down. Whereas in other versions of games like that, there actually is something that you can use to maneuver around things. Yeah, they're surprisingly open, despite, like, one of the levels is literally you're in a city, but there's, like, a lot of open space around the city. The weapons, I feel, generally fall into the category of they lock on and home, or they don't. One of my favorite weapons is one that don't. It's called the Ricochet, which does okay damage for a weapon in this game. It does double damage if you bounce it off an obstacle before hitting someone. But how? However would you do this on purpose all the time? I just, I don't think it's possible. I, I think you lose part of it with the difference between this one and, say, Vigilante 8, because you can pick up all the weapons all the time, which makes them lose a lot of that special factor, whereas in, Vigil- in Vigilante 8... Well, then you have 8, to cycle through all of them. And, it's, and it doesn't work great for that either. Yeah, you got to cycle through all the weapons to find the one you actually want. Whereas in Vigilante 8, you only have one special weapon at a time. And if you pick up another one, it falls off. So you actually have to kind of pick and choose instead of just run for the nearest weapon and start picking everything up and hope you can hit something. Every character has a special ability, but most of them aren't that special. The one that stood out to me is there's a semi-truck that rams into people, and that did pretty good damage and was fun. 
But most of them just feel like slightly better missiles. Well, this is one where Sweet Tooth's truck transforms into a mech, right? I thought that one came later. I didn't play Sweet Tooth, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, like, he just, like, becomes a stationary mech for, like, five seconds. and That's kind of cool. He basically goes heavy arms full auto on people, but, like, even then, it's just, like... I thought he turned... Game. I thought he only turned into a mech in the Twisted Metal reboot, but I no, could be wrong. No, that one, he just fires a demonic... Like, he's got the clown head on top of his ice cream truck. He fires a demonic homing ice cream head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how the original one was, too. I think that was his, like, original special move as well. Yeah, which is all, you know, well and good and probably makes sense for the reboot, but I'll take mech ice cream truck any day. I also feel like the cars don't handle very well. Part of this is just you need to, like, maneuver a lot in order to aim, but the handling always felt really floaty to me. In addition to the map just starting, it took me, like, two minutes the first time I played to figure out how go. It didn't take me that long, but it did take me a while to figure out what brake was and how to go backwards. Yeah, I had that problem too, actually. But once I figured it out, I never used my brake. <laughs> I did because the steering is a little weird on some of the things. And usually because I was like, oh crap, I need to stop and back over this thing because it is weirdly like you're either floating through wherever it is you're trying to go with how it's set up or you're stopping right in front of whatever it is you're trying to get. So I actually found the controls in this game pretty decent. I was going to say solid, but maybe not solid, but like at least jello. I just really hated that double tapping the go button gave you a turbo boost when a lot of times I just wanted to like slow down with it. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't assign that to its own button because they definitely had buttons on the controller at the time. But I don't know, that didn't bug me as much. I don't know, like I found the gameplay fine. It was passable. I just found it really boring. It yeah, is no, boring. No, my problem is it got boring. Like, it started out all right, but the matches last way too long because the weapons don't do a lot of damage, and you have to kill, like, eight people to progress a level, and then the level just ends. Yeah, there's too many people on any given map, and you don't do enough damage. I suspect it might have been a balancing thing because they didn't want the opponents to kill each other for you. Well, actually, they all target you. If there was a human player, they just all target the human player. They oh, do not attack that's even other. worse. Yeah, no, it's it's bad AI, I think. I'm like, this is a weird thing, and it's like a purely aesthetic choice, but it feeds into the like, wow, this is super grimdark. Everyone has a horrible, horrible death scream every time they die, and it's super annoying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There are a lot of things about this game. I'm like, man, if, if only this was different, it would be better enough that I would think it's like actually kind of good. But they all add up to like... Very mediocre or just yeah, kind of just annoying. Yeah, just a really draining experience. It's a chore to play this game for an extended period of time. Yeah, that was kind of my assessment as well. I wasn't having fun when I was playing this, and it kind of makes me sad, because I did have fond memories of the Twisted Metal franchise from when I was younger. Yeah, and other games in this series are a lot better, if only because they're a lot more arcadey. Yeah, I feel like this would be, this is a good like idea for an arcade game, but this game didn't feel arcadey at all, so it just didn't feel like much to me i feel like we're doing final thoughts is there anything else anyone yeah. wants to say other than i found this game very boring i just i'm just thinking like we described this game as feeling like a chore to play and we have played games that are literally chore simulators that are more fun like harvest moon yes. yeah but harvest moon is fantastic personally <laughs> i think if you want a car combat game like this where you've got this kind of arena go with uh vigilante 8 on the 360 or almost any of the other twisted metal games well i say Vigilante 8, because it's a little bit easier to get your hands on. It's also the one we've played for this podcast. It is indeed. So speaking of Vigilante 8, we have a list on our website, lastpodcast.com, listing all the games we've played from best to worst. And Vigilante 8 is at number 62. 
and this list will be 250 entries long. Oh, nice! With this after this episode, so this is our 250th di- game. No, I was gonna say duo. I don't even know what the Len refixes are. I was gonna say our 250th bicentennial. Well, by well, is bicentennial every because Bicent- that can either mean two or half. Yes. So bye bye bicentennial. It's our bye bye centennial episode. Bye bye. But it's not because game. we had a bunch, a few of the games that are on there we yeah. had in doubles. Yes, we, no. this is not episode. Two. That's why. That's why I said game. Bye bye centennial game. At the top of the list is Chrono Trigger. Bye bye centennial it. There's know. also a racing game in Chrono Trigger. At the bottom is City Connection, a game that almost has better car combat. Than this. <laughs> Zach, you want to hazard a guess at the center game? Is it Tech Mobile? It's like, that's three in a row. I want it to be Crazy Taxi, but it's I know it's not. It's Tech Mobile? Okay. Yeah, it's like Zach's getting too good at this game. So let's start with Vigilante 8. It's worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Vigilante 8 seemed really cluttered to me when I first played it, but in comparison to this game, it, wow. Well, it kind of is because the maps are a bit smaller because you only have four people on them at any given time. But they are also more fun to play on. Yeah, I also thought Vigilante 8 lacked a bit of polish because I felt like it had kind of abrupt transitions, but it's nothing compared to this game, so... So I'm going to scroll pretty far down. City Connection. Not that far down. (laughs) It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. Uh, The other game I compared it to in this episode was Mario Kart 64. So how do we think it compares to there? I think it's a little bit worse, if only because the racing in Mario Kart 64, like works and some of the tracks are fun i think they're pretty close but i think mario kart 64 is a little better at least in my opinion i don't actually like mario kart really uh do i actually think that it's better or worse i think mario kart is a slightly more competent implementation of an arcade racing game than this is of an arcade car combat game i don't know i had slightly more fun with mario kart like mario kart 64 is not a great game don't get me wrong but i think it's a slightly better game I think I might have had more fun with Mario Kart. I was just trying to figure out whether or not I thought it was actually a better game. But I think, at least by virtue of that, it's at least a better game in, for our podcast. Because it's more fun, whereas this one was just too much of, yes, look how grim and dark I am, and I'm I'm going to be more dark than you. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. Mario Kart has a negative feedback loop, which, like, keeps the pack grouped. But you can turn it into a positive feedback loop if you maintain the lead and you can just like keep getting better and better items. This game only has a positive feedback loop in that if you do poorly, you continue to do more poorly. Positive in that it feeds into itself as opposed to is good for you. Yeah. So I think it belongs close to Mario Kart 64, but I'm going to scroll way, way down anyway to a game I think is similar in tone, although pulls it off better. How do we think it compares to Mortal Kombat 2? And I picked the two just simply so that we don't have like the Mortal Kombat legacy as a huge factor on that. <laughs> I think I, I prefer Twisted Metal. I find both to be boring, bad implementations. Yeah. I find both to be boring, bad implementations of their genre with similar but, tone. But I feel like Mortal Kombat like has a little bit more of the fun of a grim darkness to it. Well, yeah. it's schlocky, actually. Like, I don't even feel like Mortal Kombat is terribly grim dark. It's, it's kinda, not grim. It's dark. It's dark, but it's also like schlocky dark. It's and kinda, I kind of like that. It's got the kind of dark humor type of thing going exactly. on. Because it's like got all the weird characters and stuff floating around. It's being just so kooky. over the top. Yeah. And I like that considerably more than... Twisted Metal's just, we're going to be uber dark for the sake of being uber dark. But I think, uh, based on mechanics and actual gameplay, I think Twisted Metal works a bit better. 
I'm engaged in the combat of Twisted Metal, whereas I don't okay. like actually care about a fight of Mortal Kombat. I'm, I think I'm a little more engaged in a Mortal Kombat fight, but I also feel like I'm out. I'm outgunned here, so and that's <laughs> fine because I thought I was scrolling a little low, but that seems you're like out car gunned. That just seemed like the best place to compare. I guess I'm gonna scroll back up. How do we think it compares to Super Mario Kart? Because uh, I actually think it's a little better than that, but I think I'm the one who likes Super Mario Kart the least. I don't like Super Mario Kart. I don't I, like I, Mario Kart. I thought it was. Okay, on on the on the low side of okay. It had some interesting mechanics, like picking up the coins for additional speed, and, and obviously starting up a lot of the other things that come into later Mario Karts. But it was an ambitious game for the time, like on the Super Nintendo. That like it was it was a pretty ambitious game. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, it doesn't look good, and, and I'm like not in just a this looks bad, but it's hard to read. Yeah, ways. and it doesn't play super great. Like F Zero, I felt played a bit better using similar graphical it's, components on the it Super. It certainly Nintendo. did. And that's true. Yeah, I definitely don't like either game, but I feel like I like Twisted Metal Black a little more. I like Super Mario Kart more, but I think Twisted Metal Black is a slightly better game. I'd probably uh, agree with Tyler on that one, so I think it should go above Mario Kart. Okay, so now we're in the none of these games are at all comparable. So <laughs> let's just go one at a time. Do we think it's better than The Secret of Monkey Island? I mean, you know my opinions on this. I do. <laughs> I don't like adventure games. I actually personally think Monkey Island is probably a bit better implemented in what it's trying to do. I agree, and it has a tone and it succeeds at it. I won't say Twisted Metal Black doesn't have a tone, because it definitely does, but it's a boring tone that they don't really execute well on. Well, there's nothing that reinforces it, because all this, like... We've got this grim dark stuff. Now let's get into cars with machine guns mounted on them and shoot at each other for 40 minutes. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's that Death Race movie that came out recently that this feels very similar to with Jason. I guess it didn't come out recently. It's actually pretty <laughs> so old That's at this almost point. a decade old now. <laughs> yeah, but that Jason Statham Death Race movie, I mean, it's kind of similar to that. But even Except that had a lot more good. camp. That, well, that had, I don't know if I'd say that's good, but it was definitely It's more worth fun. two hours. So Twisted Metal Black will go at number one nice, above Super Mario Kart and below The Secret of Monkey Island. One, one nice. nice. 169. So what are we going to play next week, Tyler? So a little while ago, our one listener who contacts us semi-regularly. Hi, Ryan. Hello. How did you find the podcast, Ryan? I'm curious, and I keep meaning to ask you on Discord and forgetting. So please just type that into the chat randomly next time you're on. <laughs> Also, I guess you could ask him on the Discord. No, like I just said, I keep forgetting. And so okay. I'm sure I'm going to forget when I get home. I keep forgetting to do manga panels of the week, and I pick them out, and I set them in a tab so I can put them up then, and then I just don't put them up in the Discord <laughs> chat. But Ryan, the other day, mentioned, hey, Rayman's a series you guys should look at, and I remember having great fun with the uh, Rayman 64 game, and apparently Rayman Legends was like a work of art according to the Penny Arcade guys, so I figured we might as well try the original Rayman, except a remake, because that's what's available. So I was looking around, and Rayman Advances on the Wii U Virtual Console, which is a Game Boy Advance remake of the original Rayman for the PS1. I think. If so, I got that order right. So next time on Last Time, Rayman Raid. This has been a production of Last Time on Video Games. Copyright 2018. All games, movies, and other media mentioned in this podcast are copyright their respective owners. If you wish to listen to more episodes, visit us at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com where you can see the entire archive. If you wish to get in contact with us, you can email us at ltovg at lasttimeonvideogames.com. 
This episode is over. Try listening to another one? <laughs>